Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Good morning and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts by DeVille Dia. Yeah, I'm going to keep putting that out there in the atmosphere until it becomes true. How's everybody doing today? Man, I had a rough one yesterday. As I told y'all, I've been doing my train like an uh, athlete, more specifically like a ball player, a football player. And the plan is to do this for 30 days. Yesterday was day three. So I woke up and... My back was killing me. My lower back, it was just tearing me apart. I was walking through the house like an old man. like. So, I went and I stretched. Started my day off stretching. And got some breakfast in me. Went off to work. Get to work in my back. And I'm just walking around. Like, I literally don't lift anything or anything like that at work. So, that's a plus. But my back was just tearing me apart the whole time I was at work. To the point where I started telling my uh, co-worker, I'm like, man, I don't know uh, if I'm going to make it today. I might have to make today a rest day and get back to it tomorrow. reason why I'm talking to my co-worker about this is because he's a gym rat too. A uh, 60-year-old man, looks like an action figure, runs pretty much every day or every other day, lifts. I mean, this dude's biceps is, is, is just stupid, man. But he's real lean. He's not a real bulky guy. He's real lean and just, you know, muscular. So, I was like, man, I might have to cut it short today and just go home and rest. And he was like, yeah. So, we started talking. And uh, he was talking about how before I was plagued with injuries, I used to work out like six days a week. I, I legit would work out six days a week because I enjoy working out. It's one of those things that I just find fun to do. A lot of people don't because, let's be real, working out is hard. It hurts. You're sore the next day. And, you know, it's easy to find something. It's much easier to sit on the couch and watch Game of Thrones than it is to go and try to put up a heavy bench press. But that's just something I enjoy to do. I have since, like, my middle school. I think I started lifting weights in around seventh seventh grade. I started lifting weights. Yeah, that's that's another story for growing up DeVille. But yeah, seventh grade, they had a weightlifting class in the middle school, and I started taking it. And from that point on, I, I was just fell in love with lifting weights off and on. When I could had access to a gym, I always lift. But so I'm going to him seeking wise counsel. And he's like, Yeah, you, you know, you still got that mindset of that six day work week, you know, a six day workout week that you want to put in. And that's good that you haven't lost that, but, you know, you've been out for a while, so you're not recovering as fast. So, we was, we talked about it, and I, was, I had it pretty set in my head that I was going to take that rest day and come home, play some Division two. But then, I started thinking, and I said, okay, you're training like a ball player. What would a ball player do? And a ball player, okay, let's, let's think of getting into the mentality of a ball player. But ball players, specifically amateur ball players, you know, high school, college, that type of stuff, you know, they generally aren't 
trying to sit down. They're not really trying to take a break like that because you're, you're fighting for your spot every day. And missing a, a day or two of practice is the difference between playing on Friday or Saturday or not playing. Now, of course, when you get into the pros, you know, when you're LeBron James or you're OBJ, you can say, yeah, I'm tired. I'm not practicing today. And nobody bets. I, well, well, people better. I, but it's like, whatever, that's LeBron. So go chill, get in an ice bath or something. But an amateur athlete, he's on that grind daily because he could lose his spot at any given moment over something simple. So I said, since I'm training like a ball player, what would a ball player do? And I had to do an assessment. I said, okay, DeVille, are you injured? And the answer was no. No, you're definitely not injured. Um, are you hurt? Nah, don't think I'm hurt. Don't, don't feel like I'm hurt, but I'm hurting. A lot of people don't know the difference between being injured and being hurt. Injured means you're out for a while. You're, you're done for a while. You know, torn the ACL, torn the Achilles, torn bicep. Those are injuries, you know, where it's just, it's a wrap for a minute for you. Definitely wasn't injured. Being hurt, you know, a sprained ankle, you're hurt. A couple of days, you should be able to go again if you treat it right and you rest it. A couple of days, you should be up and back at it. So I, I'm not hurt and I'm not injured. I realized that I'm sore. And sore is not an excuse at all because the reason why I know it was just soreness is because I, when, I, when I would stretch, I would get relief for a while. And, you know, when my glutes would relax, I'd get relief. So I'm like, I'm definitely not injured or hurt. I'm just sore. So a ball player is not going to skip practice or skip his training because he's sore. You know, you suck it up and you get in there. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I just go. And I'll do a light workout, you know, nothing major. Just getting in a little bit. So it's like, yeah, that's though. That's day three is usually the day that separates the people that really want to work out from the people that don't want to work out. Because day one, you get in there, you're amped, you're motivated, you're ready to go, you go hard, you beat yourself up in there. Then day two, you know, you're a little bit tight that next day. But you're like, oh, yeah, this ain't that bad. I can I can do this. I can push through this again. But day three is when that soreness really kicks in. And that's when people start calling out on you. I noticed that when I was training people. No, I am not a professional trainer. But I do give people my expert amateur advice on working out. Because I, I studied a lot of techniques before I started lifting weights and working out. So that I could do it right. And um, I, I'm kind of introverted. So I don't really like to go in, uh, in certain circumstances, I don't like to go to a gym and get a trainer and have to talk to this guy and listen to him. I'd rather just figure it out myself and then just go in and implement it. That's why a lot of things that I do, people feel like they, they see me doing, they feel like I've done it before or, or I know what I'm doing. And most of the time I got a good idea of what I'm doing. But not because I've done it before. It's because I'll take the time to research it before I get out there because I'm not really a people person. So I don't really want to interact with people to learn how to do things. I'd rather just figure it out myself. But yeah, when I was doing that, I noticed around day three, that's when people start having other plans and something came up and they can't make it. But that's when that soreness really kicks in around day three. 
So I had a decision to make, and I was like, dang. And that's what I always talk about when I said the difference between motivation and discipline. Motivation, I was motivated Saturday. I was motivated Sunday, but then roll around Monday, and now I'm hurting, and I'm not too motivated. I'm hurting, and I know I got to go out of town for work uh, Tuesday, so I'm not too motivated to get up in this gym. But that's when discipline kicks in, and I start thinking like a ball player. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get in there and, you know, do a little light workout. And around 2, two o'clock, 3 o'clock, for whatever reason, my back, like, completely loosened up and I felt no pain in my lower back. So I got up in the gym and I got it in. Had me a nice little dope workout and, you know, felt good about myself. So I rewarded myself with a nice hydro massage, man, and put that thing on lower back. <sighs> stupid then i grabbed some tiger bomb right i never used tiger bomb before but i heard about it uh mike rasheed if you look him up on youtube he's a popular youtube bodybuilder and power lifter and he, he i heard him speak about tiger tiger bomb a couple times before he actually uh developed his own brand of supplements and, and ointments and so on and so forth so i grabbed that tiger bomb i came home took me a fresh shower now i should have knew something was up when it says do not put on an hour before you take a shower or 30 minutes after you take a shower so i rubbed myself down my lower back and um what else my lower back and my hands i rub it down with the tiger bone and i come in the living room and i'm just watching tv playing video games and stuff you know relaxing after a long day and man that stuff started to warm up Ooh, and it's all like natural herbal type stuff. It's made out of tiger paws. Yeah. <laughs> calm down, Peter. Calm down. It's not really made out of tiger paws. It's tiger testicles. But that stuff started to warm up, man. And I was like, yes. This is it. <laughs> this is what I was looking for. Tiger bomb. Why have you been all my life? I never knew. Tiger bomb. I love you. Tiger Bomb made me feel so good that I actually went on Twitter and sent out a tweet and tag Tiger Bomb, man. <laughs> Just to let them know, when they came up with that, they came up with something special. But yeah, man, I said all that to say this, man. At the end of the day, I had a plan, I had a goal, and I was trying to get those first three days back in the gym. Boom, boom, boom. Get myself back on the set schedule. And I lost that motivation, but I still had the discipline to do it. And that's what I keep trying to reiterate with the morning discipline is that motivation is going to leave you. You're not always going to be motivated. You're not always going to feel like doing it. You're not always going to want to do it. That's when the discipline kicks in and you have to just find that deep down inside you to keep going. You can't be defeated if you keep going. Nobody wants to fight somebody that won't give up, that won't quit. You know what I mean? So let's move on from that to some of this social media uh, news, hot takes. Little Bootsy and a former NFL player. Uh, I can't remember the NFL player's name. It was something Allen, but that really doesn't matter. They went to jail in Georgia, Coweta County, got pulled over for swerving lanes. Of course, strong marijuana smell in the car, pistol under the seat, vape pen, and they're locked up. 
said to be it says to be held without bond until trial but i don't think that is necessarily so because bootsy is no longer on probation i don't think so something like that you can get a bond for but what the hell was bootsy doing in coweta county i think that's like noon in, i think that's like noon in georgia that's like an hour and a half maybe close to two hours from where i live and this country is hell out there you don't got no business in Coweta County, Bootsy. And if you got to go through Coweta County, you definitely don't go through there smoking. There are certain rules and regulations you need to know when you're traveling through Georgia. Once you leave from the Atlanta slash Metro Atlanta area, you suspect. <laughs> you suspect as hell. Big count, Bibb County, Twigs County, Coweta County, Lyons County, all those little counties that surround the metropolitan area of atlanta is country as hell and you will get pulled over for looking suspicious driving us uh you know a, a, a quote unquote suspicious looking vehicle hell i just got pulled over i talked about it a couple of weeks back <laughs> smoking a vape pen uh coming home from uh making georgia avoid those places man yeah noonan noonan if I don't know if they were in Noonan, but Cal, I know Noonan is in Coweta County. Noonan, not too long ago, held a racist, a white supremacy rally. They allowed a white supremacist group to come down there and take over their downtown town square area to do um, a rally, actually. And that, yeah, that's, the, I mean, I know it happens everywhere, but that's the kind of things that come on in places like Noonan. And, but nobody showed up. I watched it on TV, actually. I had just had surgery, had um, some oral surgery done, and uh, I couldn't go to work that day. I was actually supposed to be in Noonan because of that, doing some work, but I didn't end up going because I had just had my oral surgery, luckily. But <laughs> either way, I didn't go down there, but I watched it on TV. Nobody showed up. But those small towns like that, man, they're looking for some action. Looking for something high profile. You come through there in one of those fancy vehicles, you know what I mean? Or looking too clean. Like, if you're looking too legit, too legit to quit. If you're looking too legit, you'll get pulled over in those type of places just because so many people come through there speeding or breaking the law that if, you, if you're actually doing the speed limit or under the speed limit, your hands on 10 and 2, you're using your blinker, all that type of good stuff. You end up getting pulled over because you're just doing things too right. So they suspect that you have to be up to something. But, uh, yeah, let's take a little break for a second. And then we're going to get right back into it and keep this whole thing rolling. Thoughts by the field, dear. I don't know why I said that, but I think it sounded cool. Thoughts by the field, dear. Do you guys think that IGTV could take over? Real TV is a platform for hosting shows, complete episodes of shows. That's a conversation that I witnessed uh, Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz having on the Brilliant Idiots. I can't even talk how I'm going to be a podcaster. <sighs> That's the topic that I heard Andrew Schultz and Charlemagne the God talking about on Brilliant Idiots. And... It was basically a discussion of how 
Andrew was saying that uh, laying out a format to where instead of going out and trying and waiting on like a Netflix special or whatever, he basically recorded his tour. Uh, it's called Views from the Sis, and he broke them down into like ten minute clips that he posted on YouTube, and these clips went through the roof like hundreds of thousands of views of these clips and he was you know he was he does a little risque comedy you know he, his comedy is like mad old school it's like that whole uh the type of comedy that offends people nowadays that you can barely get away with saying nowadays but that's what he does and he does it pretty well and he was saying that he thinks that he was talking about sitcoms and uh, how the the uh, one camera and the two camera sitcoms, you don't really see a lot of them around now. And he led into the conversation of that he thinks, or they think, or do they think, that you could host, successfully host a sitcom on IGTV. Now, the premises was that basically what they ended on was that you had to break it up into interviews inter intervals your average tv show is if it's on from 8 to eight thirty, it's usually only about 22 minutes of actual show and then the other eight minutes are commercial breaks you know advertising so if you take that whole 22 minutes and place it on igtv break it up into two 11-minute segments, you know, post one, then wait, you know, a little later on in the day or maybe the next day or however and you post that second one. I think it's completely feasible that you could host a whole sitcom on IGTV. I think people would go for it because in, the, in, in a society, in a culture where now we spend most of our time viewing, taking in most of the content that we take in via cell phone, that's why apps are so popular. Hulu has an app. Netflix has an app. YouTube, Ben had an app. These are all viewing platforms. You know, Netflix, like, there's a point where I can remember coming into, I remember my first smartphone was a uh, HTC Hero. I had found one, and I started using it, and then um, eventually... I was able to get in contact with the owner and return the phone to him, but I had fell in love with that phone and I went out and I got the HTC Hero 2, I think it was, or something like that. But that at that time, people looked at you crazy if they saw you, you know, watching video on your phone and people would say, like, who wants to watch video on their phone? Who wants to watch TV on their phone? But shortly after that, I was with Sprint then and... After I got rid of the Hero, I got HTC something else. It had a keyboard. It would, like, slide up, and it had a keyboard under there for the text, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever at the time. And with the Sprint package, it had, like, NBA. I don't know what it was called. It was NBA something. So I could watch basketball games on my phone. And at this point in time, I was, I was working a job where I closed two nights a week, so I'd be in there till 10, sometimes 11, 11.30, so I miss basketball games, and I'm, I'm in the basketball 
but I could pull up the basketball games on my phone and actually watch them because I didn't have to do anything. All I had to do was be there to make sure the building was secure when everybody left. So while I was, while everybody else was conditioning the store, I was pretty much just sitting there waiting on everybody to get done. And then I realized I could watch basketball on my phone. So I just sit in my little office, put on basketball on my phone and just chill out. So I definitely think people in today, maybe not a lot of people in my uh, generation, would, um, they may not be into that because we're getting older and our vision is going away and we can't see that well. But definitely I think a lot of these younger people would totally watch a whole comedy show on their phone. I mean, they're doing it now. My daughter watches anime, whole anime episodes on her tablet. And, you know, so if there was a show on IGTV, she'd watch it. Hell, I'd watch it. So I'm like, there's, there's, there's becoming so many different ways to cut out the middleman and cut out these networks and these uh, studios and just put your stuff out there yourself man it, this is the age of independence we we really need the podcasters and content creators period we, we really need to get on top of our game and and make this happen but i'm gonna quit talking about that so much before they uh try to come and take me out <laughs> let's keep this show moving one of my favorite comedians tony baker you can look him up at Tony Baker Comedy on Instagram. He's also on uh, All Deaf Digital on YouTube. He's he's most recognized for his animal voiceovers, in my opinion. You probably watched a video of his and didn't even know it. He's famous for the cram. <laughs> cram. And that whole, I never knew. That's where I get that from when I say that, from Tony Baker. But Tony Baker has made a pledge in honor of Nissel, Nipsey Hussle's passing that he's going to repost this particular post of um, Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle's seven, seven money and ownership lessons for a year. He says that he's not going to let Nipsey and his legacy be forgotten. And so far he has posted this daily, every day since uh, Nipsey's passing. And I got to give honor and respect and a shout out to that boy, Tony Baker, for doing that. So I wanted to take the time out of my day to uh, kind of honor the brother, Nipsey, even though, like I said, I'm, I didn't know. I knew him from his interviews, not from his music. So I knew him from what he was actually doing in the community versus his music. I still haven't listened to a song of his to this day since his passing but i do respect the things he was doing in and for the community so i decided today i'm going to share with you one of these um lessons from the seven money and ownership lessons by nipsey hustle so this one the first one is on hustle hustle nomics is what it's called and it says you learn all the secrets to the game on your way up. Most folks want to skip the process. When you skip steps, you miss lessons. Now, who else have you heard say this before? That's right. Your favorite podcast host, DeVille Dia. 
you can't skip the process you can't beat the process there are lessons and informations that you can get from every step every level of your way and your climb to the top but a lot of people don't like that we like to look for the fast route we live in a microwave society we're in the microwave culture where we want everything done right now we want it all immediately we want it all handed to us we want people to uh hook up hook up hook a brother up we want people to look out for your boy we want people to put your man's on stop that man build it yourself now yes it is great and it is beneficial to reach out to others and partner with others in your ventures to try to make it bigger and better but sometimes you just have to go through that you have to do the due diligence of gaining the level of success the level of accomplishment that you want to uh conor mcgregor i know a lot of y'all don't like him but they said that nobody he, he said something to the nature of like nobody was born special or extremely talented it's just the motivation and, and the desire to have something and the discipline and dedication to work hard for that thing and anybody can achieve whatever it is they're trying to achieve now I'm going to use this as the perfect segue into the discipline of the day. Don't be so thirsty for opportunity that you drink from every cup handed to you. That's how you get poisoned. Now, no, I didn't make that up. Yes, this is somebody else's quote, but it not only applies to the uh, hustlenomics that I just blessed you with from the brother Nipsey. It applies to what I've been uh preaching to you guys since i started doing the discipline see when you start to there are some people out there who will connect themselves and align themselves with anybody that they feel like can help them get a little edge up can help them get a little closer to your goals but that's not necessarily the best move for you to make because as i said earlier in earlier episodes everybody has an agenda so you have to look out for the people that are too willing to jump out there and help you because you don't know what their agenda is. You don't know what is the reasoning behind why they're just so eager and willing to help you. And if you lay in bed with a toxic individual, if you lay in bed with a crooked individual, then basically by association, some of that toxicity it's going to rub off on you. That negativity is going to rub off on you. And you don't know who you're aligning yourself with. You have to be very, very careful with who you align yourself with. Who you'll take money from. Who you'll let invest in your business. I talked about Mike Rashid earlier. Mike Rashid had opened up a gym, an iron addict gym in Miami. And he had an investor, a doctor, who um, was his partner, his business partners in his gym. They opened up this Iron Addicts gym. They put C.T. Fletcher's stamp on it. Then come to find out, this doctor dude was pumping steroids out of the gym. Shut the whole gym down. And to my knowledge, uh, Mike Rashid hasn't been able to or hasn't, you know, maybe he just decided it wasn't what he wanted to do anymore. But that Iron Addicts Miami has not been reopened since. It's got a dirty... It's got a dirty, uh, 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 a dirty feel to it now. At this point, there's an asterisk by it because people are going back and forth to try to figure out whether or not he was involved in that. Now, through the 
if you uh, research into the case, Mike was never under investigation for anything. It was the doctor. They'd been watching this guy. They'd been knew what this guy was up to. It just so happened that 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 uh, that gym became a physical location to where they could focus their energies to get their hands on this doctor, catch him in the act, and have a physical building to raid and you know collect you know basically physical evidence against this guy and what he was doing. And that's a prime example of why you don't drink from every cup that's handed to you. Now, I'm pretty sure uh, Mr. King, Mr. Rashid had multiple offers and multiple people that would be willing to go into business with him, getting that gym up and running and started. But he chose, you know, the wrong business partner at the end of the day. And he actually had made statements before saying how he wasn't really even making any money out of the gym at that point he was basically pouring money into the gym and using the money he's making from the gym to you know uh uh uh, for payroll and paying the staff and so on and so forth but be careful who you get in the bed with every look ain't a good look and every name that you associate yourself with isn't someone you should be associating yourself with don't be too thirsty to align yourself with people and with popular names to uh, get things going or people with financial resources that can uh, give you a leg up because those people may not be the ones you need around you take this information do with it whatever you want but remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated today either way you made it this my friend i get you some good breakfast you gonna need it while you're out here getting shit done thank y'all each and every last one of y'all for tuning in to the VLDI Thoughts by the VLDI, the podcast, your favorite podcast. I hope that you enjoyed the show and I hope that you tune in tomorrow for more stuff. Okay, tomorrow it would be Wednesday, so that would mean there will be a new episode of Hearts of Men, the relationship um, opinion episode coming out for you guys. Hope y'all are here and y'all tune in for that. I'm out of here.